Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, January 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. An estimated 62,000 Missourians are feeling the effect of COVID months and even years after they contracted the virus. How long before I'm not going to be short of breath anymore? How long before I'm not fatigued anymore? People with long COVID cannot work, even if they want to, and that is exasperating the labor shortage in the state. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. Many elected officials are marking the new year by getting to work in St. Louis, Jefferson City, Springfield, and Washington. In D.C., Missouri Republican Congressman Jason Smith will become chair of the powerful Ways and Means Committee. He defeated two others to secure that post for the next couple of years. In Missouri, Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick has been sworn in as state auditor, giving Republicans all statewide elected positions. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Fitzpatrick, who won nearly 60% of the vote in November, becomes the 39th person to serve as state auditor. He replaces Nicole Galloway, who served in the position since 2015, but announced in 2021 that she would not run for re-election. Prior to serving as auditor, Fitzpatrick served as state treasurer after being appointed to the position by Governor Mike Parson. Fitzpatrick said one of those focuses as state auditor will be looking into Missouri's schools. School audits will be a top priority of mine in the coming years because parents and taxpayers deserve to know how their money is being spent by their schools, and that their kids are being provided an appropriate education. Missouri schools already are required to go through an annual audit and submit their report to the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Several elected officials will be sworn in today in St. Louis County, including the county executive, prosecuting attorney, and assessor. That follows yesterday's oath of office for a new police chief in St. Louis. Robert Tracy is the first chief from outside the department's ranks. In Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker has been sworn in for a second term and has some ambitious goals. Alex Dagman reports. Congratulations, Governor. Thank you very much. Pritzker said parents can more easily work or go to school if they know their kids are taken care of. That's partially why he's proposing free preschool for all families, but he's also suggesting free college tuition for some. Since I took office, we've increased scholarships by more than 50%. Now let's focus on making tuition free for every working class family in Illinois. Pritzker also said he's, quote, done with the NRA and reiterated his demand for an assault weapons ban. Lawmakers are discussing that before a new legislature is sworn in on Wednesday. I'm Alex Dagman. As for that assault weapons ban, members of the state Senate have approved the measure. It generally bans the sale, making, and delivery of assault weapons. It would require current owners to register their firearms and would greatly limit where they are allowed to carry. This bill now goes to the Democratic-controlled House in Illinois for a final vote. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones is putting millions of dollars toward economic initiatives in the north part of the city. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports the investment includes a Northside Economic Empowerment Center. The center will provide training, certification, and other resources for small businesses. Jones says it's part of an effort to encourage development in North St. Louis. Based in the historic Sumner High School, it's a powerful symbol of my administration's dedication to lifting community, promoting innovation, and creating new opportunities through collaboration. 
The center is funded by $1.5 million in federal COVID relief money. The mayor has also signed the Economic Justice Act, which directs more than $90 million in federal funding to similar initiatives. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Students will start returning to Maplewood Richmond Heights Elementary School tomorrow. Teachers have been holding online classes this week after questions about air quality in parts of the building. District officials say yesterday's testing shows the school is safe for in-person learning. Tower Grove Park in St. Louis has revived a stream buried for more than 120 years. Officials hope it helps reduce flooding in the nearby Shaw neighborhood. The park has transformed the stream into a rain garden that also honors the region's first inhabitants, the Osage Nation. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports. Tower Grove Park restored the stream in November and renamed it Nikini, the Osage word for revived waters. Bill Reiniger is director of Tower Grove Park. He says the restoration project has turned the east section of the park into rain gardens. The ecosystem of native plants will help keep rainwater from city sewers. We can capture all the water that comes into that space uh, for a rain event of 1.14 inches of rain, uh, which is equivalent to over 300,000 gallons of water that is retained and treated uh, and returned back to the soil within the park. Reiniger says the project will include interpretations of the land from the Osage Nation so the St. Louis community can learn more about Osage culture and history. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. Unemployment is at historic lows, but many businesses are struggling to find workers. Otherwise eligible employees in Missouri and Illinois who are out with complications of long COVID are adding to the problem. Brianna Heaney has the story of one person who wants to work but physically can't, and such experiences are putting a squeeze on the labor market. Michelle Wilson was an emergency room nurse at the Barnes Jewish Hospital in St. Louis when she got COVID in November 2020. She and her husband had what she calls a mild case, but then after the infection had passed, All of a sudden I woke up and I was having a lot of cardiac arrhythmias. I couldn't breathe. I was coughing so hard I couldn't catch my breath. I was having this severe chest pain. Wilson had bilateral pneumonia, a lung infection that impacts the tissue of the lungs and makes it hard to breathe. But what she didn't know was that this was going to be the beginning of a back and forth cycle. She'd begin to feel better. She'd go back to work. Her health would decline and she'd have to quit again. So in August 2021, she made a hard decision. She stopped working altogether and is now on disability with long COVID. Uh, you know, your, your body's going to dictate what you do, and you have to listen to it. That's Zachary Holiday. He's a pulmonologist that runs the long COVID clinic at the University of Missouri and says that three years into the pandemic, there's still a lot they don't know about the disease. Do you feel like every day you can do a little bit more? Fantastic. That's what we want you to do. We want, you know, we know people that move. Uh, always do better if they can, but at the same time, if your body says, you know, this is very painful, I'm having a lot of difficulty breathing, um, you still need to listen to yourself to make sure that you're not, not hurting yourself at the same time. He says the illness impacts pretty much all of the systems of the body, respiratory, cardiovascular, nervous, and even gastrointestinal system. And it can make it hard to carry out daily activities, including work. Luke Dieterol is a specialist with the MU Extension and says that 3% of the adult population in Missouri has long COVID. That's nearly 62,000 Missourians that are struggling to work or carry out daily activities, which is exacerbating a tight labor market. 
unemployment is at a historic low, but businesses are still facing labor shortages. And with working age Missourians out due to long COVID, the market's in a real squeeze. A recent study by the Brookings Institute found that in January 2022, long COVID accounted for 15% of unfilled jobs in the market. So when it comes to rejoining the labor force or what that's going to look like, Dr. Holliday at the MU COVID clinic says that he often can't answer those questions for his patients. Some people do get better after three or six months. With long COVID, I think the hardest thing for our patients is that if we find something that we know how to treat, we can treat, but there's a lot of unknowns still out there. And I think that's hard is, is knowing that, that we're still working on potential treatment interventions. But for Michelle, not going back to work is just part of her long COVID story. She had to sell her two-story house due to stairs, hire someone to keep the house clean, and sometimes she's so exhausted, it can be difficult to cook dinner or even take a shower. You know, I would ask the doctor sometimes, well, how long do you think it'd be before I feel better? You know, how long before I'm not going to be short of breath anymore? How much, how long before I'm not fatigued anymore? And they would just look at me and say, well, we don't know. You're helping us figure that out. And for now, she's accepted that chronic illness is a part of her new reality. I'm Brianna Heaney. That story was produced by member station KBIA in Columbia. Before wrapping up, the Kirkwood High School football coach is going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Jeremy Macklin is part of this year's class of inductees. He's a Kirkwood High School graduate. Macklin played college football at Missouri. He was on the 2007 Mizzou team that went 12-2 and and won the Cotton Bowl. Macklin played for three National Football League teams during his career. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music, as always, by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.